The first thing I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, is stay the course. Stay the course. I know many of us, we have a prayer life. Many of us read our daily bread devotion. Many of us sign on on Sundays. We try to go on Wednesdays. We try to do a little better. We try to listen to Christian music, right? Some of you guys try to listen to Caleb in the morning while you're going to work. And listen, brothers and sisters, I just want to remind you, stay the course. You know, one of the beautiful things about testimony is not just where God took you out of, it's where God keeps you. And God's keeping power is very important. So I just want to remind you, brothers and sisters, if you're on this spiritual journey, I'm here to encourage you to stay the course. Another thing I want to remind you, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Many of us, we, we work in jobs, we're in marriages, we're raising kids, we're in the middle of a journey of our goals, we're in the middle of our journey going back to school. I just want to encourage someone listening here. Don't give up. I know many times we grew up and there were people giving up all around us. And sometimes giving up is contagious. And I just want to remind you, don't give up. I'm here to remind you simply stay encouraged. There was a time in the Bible that King David, the giant killer, one time he did a, a, a strategic move, a strategic move, and, and, and what happens is that uh, a lot of the soldiers of wives and children were kidnapped in a strategic move. And when we went back and people saw their wives, oh, can you imagine my uncle Dave come back and see his wife and baby missing? There's gonna be uh, problems, right? <laughs> and, and, and imagine you, imagine that would come back and tell you what they were listening. Do you have some explaining to do, right? And so David has some explaining to do, but the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he went back and won that battle and brought everybody's kids back and wives back. And he had to encourage himself in the Lord. I want to let you know that you, brother woman, you're in the battle, you're testifying, you're smiling, you're anointed with your ascot. I like it. But you may have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Be prepared. I'm here to remind you to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Don't get caught up with the gifts of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit. First, worry about bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Before you can talk about miracles, talk about love. Before we can talk about prosperity, talk about joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We don't need more seniors. We need more polite people. We don't need more preachers. We need some good people. I want to encourage you this morning that it's better to give than to receive. To be generous in your spirit, regardless of what your banking statement says. Don't be foolish, but be generous. I'm here to remind you to stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble, you will stumble. I'm here to tell myself, I said, stay humble. <laughs> Because God takes us from new levels to new levels, glory to glory. And sometimes we start thinking, look what I did. Mm. Right? I know people look at Eddie and he did, oh, look how powerful he's such. He's such a good job. I said, I always say, that, you know, they feel like it's all me. And I said, that's the Lord. They came out good. That's the Lord. They had good God parents. That's the Lord. My family's amazing. That's the Lord. My mom was amazing. That's the Lord. My, my dad was always available. Jimmy was always available. I have a good village. I have a good village. Hmm. We have to stay humble. We have to stay holy. 
We have to fight for our happiness. We have to be healthy. Don't break down before you break through. Take care of yourself. Some, somebody here, you got to break through around the corner. But if you don't make some health changes, you got to break down around the corner as well. What's going to come first? A lot of the decisions up to you. Because your decisions impact your destiny. And your choices impact your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So stay humble. Stay holy. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And always strive to stay healthy. Don't think you arrived. And you're, you know what I did this morning? I was picking up boxes. I was bringing boxes down, up and down the stairs. And I'm like, Pastor Friends, don't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> they got manicured hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, press card. I don't do that no more. I, I passed that class already. We gotta stay helpful. That's how you stay young. Stay helpful. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to say beware of secret sins. I want to entangle you. The devil's sneaky. <laughs> beware of the secret sin of, of lust, drunkenness, gluttony, gossip. Stay willing to serve and sacrifice for the kingdom of God. A lot of greatness, the recipe of a lot of greatness is ritual sacrifice. A willingness to have a routine. Everybody got goals, but smart people got smart people got systems. And so this this morning, I want to look at really quick some quickly some interactions with Jesus after people receive miracles. John chapter eight, verse ten to eleven. The book of John chapter eight, verse ten to eleven. This is after they, they caught a woman in adultery, and some people were going to stone her. You know the story. And Jesus says, "Yo, whoever never sinned, throw the first stone." And they start writing in the, in the dirt. He might have been writing their sins. He might have been writing Carmen, <laughs> Felicia, <laughs> Taxes, 2012. Right? He's talking about writing their sins. All the reams of paper he took from Goldman Sachs, you know. So in verse 10, he says, Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Don't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do, neither do I. Go and sin no more. I just want to just, just, just throw that out. <laughs> Go and sin no more. Some of us, we got miracles. You know why we need miracles? Because we keep sinning. And we keep putting ourselves in a position to need a miracle. And so for some of us, our, miracle, uh, our need for miracle will stop once we begin to stop certain sins in our lives and begin to turn away. Another, another interaction, Matthew chapter 11, verse 3 to 6. Matthew 11, 3 to 6. And it says, are you, now John's in jail. John's Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. John's holy. John had a, a mega ministry. They used to go to him. He was in the wilderness. Check this out. Imagine. Imagine having a mega church and the kids and people from Brooklyn going off to be kids. Right? I'm not saying the kids in the wilderness, but you know, I'm trying to draw a picture. And so he was in the wilderness, minding his own business, wearing crazy clothes, eating deep-fried grasshopper, right? Just doing his own thing. And people would go to him and he would baptize them. And he wasn't even preaching. He's not like me, Warren. You know, like, stay in carriage, right? No, he said, you bunch of sinners? You bunch of vipers? And they were like, yes, yes, that's me. And they were just coming in because the Holy Ghost would bring them in. And he had a 
that in ministry, and then Jesus comes. And he goes, whoa, that's the one. And then so he goes, he goes to jail. He goes to jail, and he tells his disciples, and he lost a lot of his disciples when to follow Jesus. Sometimes you have to give up your best for the Lord. Mm. And so he went to jail, and he says, hey, can you ask Jesus, are you the one? Because I'm in jail. I'm your cousin. I'm your follower. And if you got all this power, can you help our brother out? And then look what Jesus says. He says, are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus told him, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen, the blind see, the lame walk, those who have lep with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And then he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. Who don't get offended because of me. And then they came back and told John, like, hey, Jesus Messiahness is more spiritual first, is not geopolitical yet. And you know what John said? He must increase, I must decrease. And then he became a martyr. He chopped his head. He chopped his head. Let me tell you, bad things happen to good people. But God got you. So Jesus says, Blessed are those who are not offended because of me. I just want to just throw this to you. Let it be found in your heart. Don't be offended because you're okay. The culture is going this way, and God wants us to go this way. And don't be offended. You don't have to, God's not calling you to fight every battle at work. God's not calling you to send 100 links to everybody and be a Facebook warrior, you know, and it's just going against everybody. But remember what Jesus says. God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. I'm going to warn you. There's going to be a sacrifice of some social capital. As you grow in your faith, there's going to be a sacrifice of some social capital. All right, lastly, lastly. And then we're done. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22 to 26. Matthew chapter 8, verse 22 to 26. And the New Living Translation. It says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus. And they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. The man went on a retreat. <laughs> Let him out of the village. And then spinning on the man's eyes. I wow. See, the Lord does different things. He healed people in different ways. If he healed one way, we'll all be doing it that way. But don't go around spinning on people at work, please. I don't want to do that, right? And then, um, then he, then he spinning on the man's eyes. He laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around and said, yes, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. And then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, a second touch. And his eyes were open, his sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away, saying, Don't go back into the village on your way home. So, simply, just some things, some observations, right? The man had to get away from his friends. His friends brought him to Jesus, but then the man had to get away. You know, um, I know pastors love begging people, bring your friends, bring your friends. You let the Lord lead you. Because for some of you, this is your time. 
with the Lord. And you don't want to be hosting, babysitting, you know, explaining, giving context for everything. This is your time. And if that's you, then praise the Lord. You focus on you coming and increasing your faith. Now, if you feel inspired that, hey, I know a friend that needs a faith lift, then invite them to the webinar. Let them come to the Sunday webinar and maybe in person to your faith. Fine. But Jesus had to take them away. He had to take you away. And so sometimes in the spiritual journey, you're going to feel like God's isolated. You're going to feel like everybody is not on your journey. That people, like sometimes I, I, I sing songs and sometimes I feel like crying. And I look around and say, why am I just crying? Because <laughs> the Holy Ghost is dealing with me. With me. Sometimes I read the scripture, right? I read like Psalms 112 and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, Shade, have you read this? Stop what you're doing. Stop working. Walk out. Take a break. You got to read this. And, but I understand that God's putting me on a journey. Uh, and, and there's certain things that I can't look around and say, where's everybody else? To, that God is bringing me on a journey of faith. He's bringing me, and he's doing the same thing for you. So sometimes Jesus has to, to, to take you away from your friends. He has to isolate you so he can give you a fresh vision. Another takeaway is that the man told the truth. He said, I can see, but it's blurry. I'm the type of person, I'm so prideful. I don't like to bother nobody. I'm like, I'm good, Jesus. Thank you so much. God bless. Praise you. Right? And I was just left. With a blurry vision mm. because of my pride. Because I don't want to bother nobody. Maybe because of my low self-esteem. That I don't want to, I don't feel worthy to ask again. And I'm here to let you know that some of your miracles are incomplete because you have to ask again. You have to keep pressing it. You have to keep asking God for a fresh touch. So that Jesus touches them again. How many people need Jesus to touch them again? Right? Jesus touched him again. And then Jesus says, don't go back to the village. You know why? Because his faith wasn't ready to deal with the detractors. Well, the worry. Not everybody in the family can understand the miracle. You got to pick and choose who you testify to. Because we don't want nobody to infect your faith. You think that your faith is affecting to them, but sometimes people's reaction affect your faith. So Jesus said, don't go back to the village. So that's it today. I just want you to be encouraged that we need a touch from the Lord. We need to stop sinning. You start winning. You start winning when you stop sinning, right? And we need to understand that with our process, our miracle is continually in motion. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone here. I thank them for their investment of their time. Many of them have driven, driven really far and packed children and babies and dealt with traffic or the BQE and delayed trains and expensive car services. Father, I pray that they will recognize and realize that this is an investment. Bless them spiritually, bless them emotionally, and bless them financially. And I pray that we will walk away with this service, with this sermon, with something to strengthen our faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Somebody new. If you need prayer, come to the front. We'll have Chaplain Pete right here in the front, right? Uh, and, and Pastor Kenny uh, can come to the front. If you need prayer, if you like, 